Hi, everyone. I'm Charlie Boyd, and welcome to the Jesus on Display podcast. Before we begin today's content, I wanted just to say thanks for supporting us here at Fellowship Greenville with your gifts and generosity. Because of your giving, we get to share resources like this podcast with you to help reach you wherever you are in your life with Jesus. If you'd like to support the ministry of Fellowship Greenville, you can head to fellowshipgreenville.org forward slash give to get started. Thanks so much for your support, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. So we need to spend a few minutes talking about what, what baptism means and why it matters. And to get started, let me ask a, a, a more basic question, and that is, why do we baptize new believers at all? And the reason we baptize is because Jesus commanded it. So, uh, and we're going to look at Matthew 28. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to put it on the screen. But Matthew 28, Jesus has been crucified on the cross. He has risen from the dead. He will soon ascend back to the Father in heaven and send the Holy Spirit to take his place on earth. And these are his final instructions to the men who will carry his mission forward in the world, the men who will be the first leaders of the early church. And so I'm going to put it on, put what, his, these are his final instructions. I want us to read all, I want us to read it out loud together. All of us read it out loud together, okay? Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, I want you to notice a couple important things here in the last words of Jesus. First of all, Jesus is speaking as the true head of the church. He has been given all authority, and that means what he says takes precedence over what we say or what we think. Next, notice that he commands his followers to go everywhere and do what? To make disciples. That is, they are to be actively involved in carrying the mission and ministry of Jesus forward in the world to all people everywhere, inviting people to become followers of Christ. Now, I want you to notice the logical progression in the passage. We go and tell others about Jesus Through our telling, some will believe and become disciples. Then we're to baptize them and then teach them how to follow Christ. That's the process. Go and tell, baptize those who believe the gospel, and teach them how to live as he lived. So it's go and tell, make disciples, believe, and teach. So baptism is a part of the disciple-making process. It's a part of Jesus' command, and it's an essential part of the church continuing to move Jesus' mission and mission forward in the world. So we baptize people because Jesus commanded us to baptize them when they become disciples. But you still may be asking, but why did Jesus tell, tell, tell us to baptize people to become disciples? I mean, what's the purpose of pushing somebody's head underwater and saying a few words over them? Why does it matter? To answer that question, we have to look at the meaning of baptism. So we're going to push rewind 
to look at some things we just talked about. When a non-Jewish person dipped themselves in the mikvah in order to become a Jew, they were identifying themselves with Judaism. They were publicly identifying themselves with God, with the God of the Jews and with the Jewish people. They were saying, I have turned from worshiping pagan gods, and by this act, I want everybody to know that I now worship and serve Yahweh, the God of Israel, and my loyalty and love and affection is now centered on Yahweh and his people. When John the Baptist baptized people, those people were identifying, first of all, with John and his message, but even more, they were identifying with a whole new community of faith that was waiting for and looking for the coming of Messiah. And so, by wading down into the Jordan River and allowing John to immerse them, they were publicly saying, I believe what John is preaching, and I'm preparing myself uh, for Messiah's coming along with all of you. And here in Matthew 28, Jesus' command, his command for his disciples to baptize new disciples carries that same emphasis. Put simply, baptism is a public, symbolic act of identifying yourself as someone who believes in Jesus and belongs to his church. Baptism is a public, symbolic act of identifying yourself as someone who believes in Jesus and belongs to his church. And so when someone is baptized, they're essentially publicly saying, I want you to know that I've turned from my old life and I have trusted Jesus as my savior. I want you to know that I have become a Christ follower and it's my intent to follow Jesus all the days of my life. I want you to know that I am now one of you. In other words, when you're baptized, you go public with your faith. You're going public with your faith. You're publicly identifying yourself with Jesus and his church. Now, there's a passage and there's a story in Acts that really kind of drives this point home. In Acts chapter 19, I'm going to put it on the screen as well. In Acts 19, well, Acts 19, verse 1. It happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus. And he found some disciples and he said to them, uh, did you guys receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we haven't even heard about a Holy Spirit. Now look what he says. Asked. He says, into what then were you baptized? Into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, well, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in him who was coming after him. That is Jesus. And when they heard the good news about Jesus... They were baptized into him, into the name of Jesus. So the Apostle Paul is traveling to Ephesus. He comes across some people who at some point earlier must have heard John the Baptist preach. They were baptized by him. They were convinced that his message was true. They repented of their sins. They were baptized by John as a way of identifying themselves with John's message and his messianic uh, community. And they were waiting for the Messiah to come and spread for some reason, they spread across the Roman Empire, telling people what John had been saying, repent, turn from your sin, get ready, Messiah's coming, and they were baptizing people into that message and into that community. 
But meanwhile, Messiah Jesus had come, and they don't know anything about it because there's a long way from the land of Israel. They're over in Ephesus, but Jesus comes, he lives his life, he dies on the cross, rises from the dead, ascends back to heaven, sends the Holy Spirit to take his place, but these guys are still preaching John's message. Messiah's coming, get ready. Totally unaware that Jesus has come. And years go by, and Paul runs across these people who are disciples of John, and he says, no, 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 you don't understand. Look, Messiah has come, just like John said he would, and his name is Jesus. And he unpacks the gospel for them. And, and, and he tells them about how Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to live inside them, to, to, to guide them and give them power to carry on his mission in the world. And so when they hear the whole story, they say, we want to be baptized into Jesus, into the name of Jesus. In other words, they want to be rebaptized. Why? Because they had identified themselves with John, with his message and his movement, but now, after hearing about Jesus, about his message and his movement, they want to identify with him. They want to go public with their newfound faith in Christ. And that's the point. In baptism, you're going public with your faith. It's coming to a point where you say, I don't care what my family and friends think. I want people to know that I believe in Jesus. He's forgiven me of my sins and given me a brand new life with God. I'm one of his people, and I want everybody to know that. That's the point of baptism. It's like a wedding ring. I wear a wedding ring as a way to publicly identify myself as a married man. I put the ring on 46 years ago. It shows that I belong to Karen. I'm a marked man. And if I take my ring off, it doesn't mean I'm not married anymore because the ring doesn't make me married. It's just a way to show that I'm married. Baptism doesn't make you a Christian. It's a way to show people that you become a Christ follower. So this is very important. A person isn't saved when he or she is baptized, and a person isn't saved because he or she is baptized. Baptism is a symbol on the outside of something that has happened on the inside, an outward symbol of an inner change of heart that, has taken place when I, that took place when I trusted Jesus as my Savior. Baptism is an outward profession of faith of an inward confession of faith, a profession based on an inner confession. Again, the ring doesn't make me married. It's a way to show that I'm married. Baptism doesn't make me a Christian. It's a way to show people that I'm a Christian and that I become a Christian. Now think about it. Jesus was baptized and he didn't need to be saved and he didn't need for his sins to be forgiven. And there's no record that Jesus ever baptized anybody. I mean, so think about that. If the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost, and if, if baptism was essential to salvation, then surely Jesus would have baptized people himself. But Jesus never baptized anyone. No, no, because over and over again, he emphasized that faith in him alone was the sole condition to receive new life and the forgiveness of your sins. Listen to Jesus' words, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 5, 24, for whoever hears my word and believes on him who sent me has 
everlasting life and shall not come under judgment, but is passed from death into life. John 6, 47, I tell you the truth, everyone who believes in me has eternal life. It is faith alone that saves. And you see many examples of this as you read through the book of Acts. I'll look at two. In Acts chapter 16, verse 31, when a prison guard asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? Paul's answer was short and faith-based. He said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And the jailer believed, and later that night, after Paul shared the gospel with the rest of his family, they all believed, and he and his whole household were baptized. Acts 18.8, and Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his household, and many Corinthians, when they heard the gospel, were believing and being baptized. Now, these are just two examples, but these stories make the point that baptism is a symbolic act that pictures a new believer's new relationship with Christ and his church. Now, by the way, many people who teach infant baptism cite passages like Acts 16 and Acts 18, where it says that someone and his whole household were baptized. And infant baptism people say, see, the man's whole household was baptized, and no doubt that included babies. No doubt. I seriously doubt it. Why? Because, first of all, the text doesn't say that. It doesn't mention babies in those families, but also a close reading of these texts. Acts 16 and Acts 18 say very clear, clearly that the jailer and Crispus believed along with their whole household. In other words, however old the family members were, they were all old enough to believe, and that's the point. That's the point. And so according to the teaching of Scripture, baptism follows belief. Baptism follows belief. It comes after you personally trust Jesus as your Savior. It's the first step of obedience to Jesus' command in Matthew 28. Go and tell, believe, and be baptized. Baptism follows belief. Another way to say it is that baptism without belief is meaningless. You cannot personally identify with something you don't understand. And that's why we don't baptize babies. Infants aren't capable of understanding the gospel. They're incapable of faith. They're incapable of declaring their allegiance to Jesus or their intention to follow Jesus and be a part of his people. In the New Testament, there's no such thing as a baptized person who has not exercised faith, not one. And so the consistent teaching of the New Testament is that baptism follows belief. And so that leads to the final question, and that is, have you really been baptized? Let me answer that, uh, so don't throw, throw anything at me. But if you were sprinkled as a baby, you haven't been baptized. You've been christened, but actually there's a problem with that. Because to christen means to make a Christian. So... Think about the connection to how there was that transition from faith alone to baptizing babies for the so their sins would be forgiven. You don't, nobody is made a Christian through water. Now, 
uh, I was raised in a Moravian church, or I was christened in a Moravian church. I wore a christening gown, so this is Charlie in a dress. <laughs> Hear me, if you were christened like me, obviously that was a very meaningful event to your parents. Your parents dedicated you to God like my parents dedicated me to God. Now, your parents may have believed that by having you christened as a baby, that that made you a Christian. But have we seen that wouldn't be true. But our parents were just doing what they're taught. And in a very real sense, they were, pro they were professing their faith and their intent to raise you to be a Christ follower. So no doubt, it was a meaningful event to them. And I would never discount the value of their faith and their desire to see you grow up to follow Jesus. In fact, that's why we have parent dedication here, to give parents the opportunity to make a public commitment to raise their children to grow and follow Jesus. And Next Gen Ministry does a great job with that. You can go online and look up um, baby dedication or parent dedication, and uh, we, they have a, a whole afternoon of it. It's, it's really good. It's a really great thing. Family, friends attend. We do parent dedication, baby dedication, but we don't sprinkle babies because that's not baptism according to the Bible. Why not? Again, because as a baby, it wasn't about your decision. It was about a decision your parents made on your behalf. As a baby, it wasn't about your faith. It was about your parents' faith. Now, some of you, maybe you grew up in a church like the one I grew up in, and at a certain age, all your friends uh, were joining the church, and in a special meeting, they were all saying, well, I'll go down if you will. Well, I'll go down if you will. And you walked an aisle, or you made a commitment at uh, youth camp, you know, and you all threw pine cones on the fire as a way to symbolize your faith, which baptism's a better symbol than pine cones on the fire. But anyway, uh, but so you got all caught up in this, well, I'm eight or 10 or 12 or 15, and it's time to join the church thing or all my friends are becoming Christians, so I guess I should do that too thing. And so you went forward at, at camp, or you walked an aisle after the ninth stanza of Just As I Am, and someone filled out a card on you, and you were baptized a week or so later. But really, you weren't going public with a decision you made to follow Christ. It was more about your friends, what your friends were doing, and you know what? That wasn't a baptism either. Why not? Because baptism is not about a desire to join the church. It's not about some age or stage in life. Baptism is not about your church's faith, your parents' faith, your friends' faith. Baptism is about your personal faith. It's your personal faith going public. It's about you being at a point in your life where you know you've trusted Christ and you want everybody to know it. You want to publicly identify yourself with Jesus and his church, you want to go public with your faith. And that's what baptism is all about, and that's why it really matters. So why do we baptize people by dunking them underwater? Because that's how the word was used before Christ, during the time of Christ, and after the time of Christ. It was used that way both outside the church and inside the church. It means to immerse. And why do, people, why do we baptize people after they believe in Jesus? because Jesus commanded it and the early church practiced it as the first step of obedience to Jesus 
and as a way of going public with your faith. It's not about, again, it's not about your parents' faith, your church's faith, your friend's faith. It's about your personal faith in Jesus. And baptism is nothing more than that, and it's nothing less than that. The Jesus on Display podcast is produced right here at Fellowship Greenville in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Follow and share this podcast with anyone who might be interested or curious about our church community or how storytelling unites us and helps us feel more connected. To actively keep up with what's going on at our church community, head to our website at fellowshipgreenville.org, follow us on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace to you for your week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.